people spend a lifetime searching for their purpose. Come walk in my shoes as I find mine. You're now listening to The JK Experience. Going, okay, I'm gonna take full responsibility for the happiness in my life. Good for you, you feel you're talented in that. Pursue that, who gives a crap what everybody else says, right? When you are disciplined about how you take action on the things that you desire to accomplish, does it make you better? Absolutely. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the JK Experience. And uh, you know, normally this is when I would introduce James, my right-hand man, but uh, today we've got a uh, an awesome guest. Uh, I would say special, but I think Mike, you're more than special, brother. You are. Uh, uh, thanks, Josh. You are a close friend, and uh, I am honored to call you a friend. And uh, I just am so Great excited day. to have you here. Uh, we have Mike Fackler. He's the uh, pastor for our local uh, Highland Park Community Church here. Uh, just and uh, I know Mike and I have gotten to know each other a couple, uh, for the last couple of years, and mm-hmm. uh, you know I, we're wanting to do more interviews. And as I was going through my you know quote unquote Rol- Rolodex of people, uh, man, you were just at the you were at the very top, man. I just I love when we have our coffee opportunities, and uh, I'm so glad you said yes. So thank you so much for being here, brother. It is just awesome to have you in the studio. Well, Josh, I want to say thanks for inviting me to be a part today, and I want to say thanks for your love for our community and your love for people, and uh, I enjoy those coffee talks too, and I'm jacked about today, man. Yeah. Well, we are going to, uh, we're just going to, I was telling you, we're just, I just kind of want to have an open mic because that's yeah. really what our, our our conversations are like, and and I want people to, um, first of all, I know that they're going to get inspired because you're just such an inspirational man, but I want people to know your heart, and I think yeah. you've got one of the things that is just so attractive to why I want to be you know, in your life is that um, you've got such a servant's heart, and you're always looking at what I call kingdom builder, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's so fun to talk to other people that that know that is so important that that is really the priority. The ultimate priority is to build the kingdom, and yeah. um, you know on this podcast we we often talk James and I or just other people that we're, we've interviewed we often talk about like business and leadership and and what that looks like in our lives and and I'm very cautious and and very. Um, uh, conservative when it comes to really in, uh, talking about faith in the sense that not that I'm ashamed of it or not that I don't live my life by it, of course, but yeah. the fact that I just don't, I, I, I'm just not going to go really, really deep. And so I'm super excited because I know that we're going to go deeper today okay. than we ever have before cool. uh, because of your position as a pastor, but but just because um, I think it really does apply. And, and I feel personally, just like you do, that um, without without an act of faith in your life, um, you, you'll never become the person that you were meant to be. Yeah. And so I want to talk about your Absolutely. journey. Absolutely. So let's, t- let's talk about your journey. You're not sure. a Wyoming guy, but I know you're wild at heart and I know you love the outdoors. You're an Oklahoma boy. Love it. And, uh, and I love seeing your, your pictures of you going hunting with your son and fishing with your son. Um, so tell me about that journey of how you go from there to, to Casper, Wyoming. Okay. Hey, uh, that's a, that's probably a great launch point. Um, so I was a pastor in Oklahoma City, worked with students for about nine years, and just felt like God was doing something in my life, just kind of expanding uh, just my desire uh, to influence the kingdom. And I just felt, I'd, I've never really thought that I wanted to be a lead pastor, but that was an opportunity that presented itself out here. And it's just been such a, a great, great opportunity for my family and I to be here in Casper. And so really what I would have to say is God opened the doors. And um, some people might call this coincidence, but as, as a person of faith, and I would just tell your listeners this, 
is a pastor is what I do for a living. Like, that's what I do. It's not who I am. Yeah. My name's Mike. That's just my name. But who I am is a person of faith who is a follower of Jesus. And Jesus loved God. He's God's son. And it was his love for God that allowed him to love all people. And so what I would just simply say is I, I look at life through that view. And as far as Oklahoma and Wyoming goes, I remember one day we were working on a, one of my intern's cars and um, a realtor was showing a house next door. And I just ran over there and he goes, where are you going? And I said, because we were talking about moving to Wyoming. I said, I'm going to go sell my house. And he said, what? I said, I know it's crazy. I went over, to- introduced myself to the realtor. The, uh, the realtor asked my story. I told him, and he goes, I'll buy your house from you. We never put a for sale sign in our front yard. Uh-huh. And God orchestrated that meeting with that realtor who bought my house. Wow. I never negotiated a price, and we crushed it. Yeah. And out here we came. So. You know, I love that story. One of the things I was ta- I was um, thinking about as I was like, well, what are the, some of the questions that I want to make sure that our audience yeah. uh, gets answered from um, our conversation today is, you know, really how our friendship started. And and one of the things, um, you know, it, it, I'm always a... Um, I'm always an advocate for you to go out there and you know got you got to ask the question. If the, if you don't ask the question, it's oh, the answer is always going to be no, right? Yeah. And as I was thinking of people that I wanted to be sitting at my table table and that wanted to make that I wanted to have um, impact in my life with, uh, you know, you you were a man that I just always had admired and and had heard some really great things about, and so that was that initial call, like, hey man, do you want to go have coffee? Like, would you just go have coffee with me? And and for full disclosure, um, for those of you that don't, you know, that are listening and watching, like, I, I don't even go to Highland Park, right? I'm, uh, you know, I go to St. Patrick's. I don't right. even, you know, you're not my pastor, Yeah. Uh, but I've had this, uh, the, I've had this um, respect for you, for what you've done in our community and what you've done for Highland Park. And what happened is you said yes, right? I mean, so yeah. it's not just important, not only for you to ask the question, but for you to ask, to, to for you to say yes, you need somebody to respond. And mm-hmm. and so what a great story with this realtor where you you had to go ask the question. You, you had to go and put yourself in that sometimes uncomfortable situation. And then God was able to use your faith of yeah. going over that fear or whatever that might've been in your life. And then now that's what happened, right? So yeah. what a great, uh, great example of that, dude. So... No, it was it was way crazy. We, we could we still celebrate that story today. Yeah, I love it, buddy. So, um, so talk to me about so Highland Park. I mean, you guys have yeah. just absolutely grown that. It is is known as one of the, um, the the you know, of course the largest church in Casper. But just you guys do so many wonderful things. I, I'll tell you a real quick story where we had um, just a real tragic event happen in our company where. Uh, one of our agents lost her life, mm-hmm. and um, and we didn't know where to turn. You know, I, I'm we had a lot of resources that we thought we could go to, but just at the end of the day, they weren't the places that we we could provide that assistance and that extra <clears throat> care to our agents. Yeah, and you guys had a, an amazing program that we were able to turn. And and I will tell you, I didn't I didn't even know that, and so it really opened my eyes to really how community minded you guys are and how many aspects you really are just you're, you're really just um your fingers are in so many things in the community dude so what was that like because it was not highland park was not always like that okay so um you've got a great editing team right yes totally right. Right. no no yes. that's good uh so here's where i would start with that conversation uh, i came from oklahoma city and the name of our church was Crossings Community Church. Okay. One of the things, and the church was super active in the community. Uh-huh. 
One of the things I love about Highland is that it has community in its name. Right. So it's Highland Park Community Church. Before I ever got here, it was a community-oriented church. And so what it, what it wanted to do is it just wanted to be a place that could be a light for those in Casper and the state uh, and around the world, really. It's got, a, it's got a global reach, which was there before I got there, that just offers hope in Jesus' name to everybody who, who comes to it. So my small part of that is just kind of continuing uh, on what was, um, what was already established. And the cool part about Highland, one of the things that Highland um, is, is unique about that church that I think your listeners would love because it's great Wyoming history, is it's the first church in the state of Wyoming to have a full-time pastor. Hmm. 60-some years ago, all churches were bivocational. Okay. And about six people from Minnesota joined a small group of people from Wyoming, and they said, what would it look like for a church to have a full-time pastor? And so they did this crazy pancake breakfast. Twelve people did a pancake breakfast to, to purchase building plans. They raised $25,000. They, they purchased the building plans. They built the church themselves. And when they built the auditorium or the sanctuary, they built it for 300 people. Mm-hmm. Up until that point in Wyoming's history, no church had really ever been able to exceed the 100-person threshold. People could flirt with about getting 100 people into a church, but that was it. Well, they took this leap of faith, and they built the sanctuary for 300 people. And the way that the story goes is, on the very first Sunday, people said, it's crazy, it'll never be filled. On the very first, th- very first Sunday, it was 300 people plus standing room only. The reason I tell you that story is embedded deep within the DNA of Highland Park is faith. Yeah. Like, even when you can't see it, it's this trusting God that if he's put this burden on your heart, just go chase it. Even if you don't know where the answers are going to come from, but you feel like God's called you to it, jump in and he'll catch you and he'll lead you the rest of the way. Now, being here and, and I, get, I, I get to represent Highland today, and I'm just so excited for that opportunity. And Josh, I want to say thanks for all the kind things you say about it. My natural default is I think there's a lot of great churches in town. Mm-hmm. I think like your church, man, I, I would talk about First Baptist or, or Wind City. Um, I think about um, River of Life. Uh, I think about Cornerstone. Those guys are all my friends, mm-hmm. and I text them on a weekly basis to encourage them. So all to say to your listeners, sometimes I get a little bit, nervous about talking about Highland, but I understand today that that that's what we're doing. And so just kind of give the cool stories. Yeah. Well, I think it's so important. I think one of the things that, uh, you know, I just go back to our friendship is that, you know, when we moved here, which I got to tell you, this is going to, this will be funny how this comes full circle. You know, my folks were part of this group called People of Praise, and they were starting um, a a group called Shalom here in Casper, cool. where they needed more they needed more assistance. And at the time, we had moved from Washington. I was very young, and we moved to Minneapolis, Minnesota. And it was Minneapolis that sent us here. 
Really? And uh, yeah. And so we had, we had no connections. We had no family out in Casper, Wyoming. And so what an awesome story. There must be something really powerful going on in Minneapolis that's sending people out, especially to Casper, Wyoming, to start some pretty amazing things. They might be sending us uh, back there shortly, man. (laughs) Oh, man, brother. There's, yeah, let's, uh, that is a whole nother subject right there. Um, So, yeah, so I I just love that. What a a great story. Uh, And one of the things that, you know, as I was, when we were raised, you know, my dad always kept on talking about being ecumenical. Ecumenical, man. It's just, it's not about being, I mean, we have, there's the power of what we believe in the Catholic faith, but it's not just about us as Catholics, right? And how do we continue to build the kingdom of God? And and how do we do that with with our other brothers and sisters that are out there and not, and not just use the walls of our church, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I just, I, I appreciate... Um, once again, how we have been able to to break those walls, but then also I know that you do that personally, and I think you just did a really wonderful job of expressing that you're great friends with all of these other pastors, and that's what we want. We want unification. Yeah. We don't need division, and and we know that. In fact, I was talking to my brother Jordan the other day about this. Is that you know there are there are I gotta believe just by faith I gotta believe that there are millions of people up in heaven, and they're not all Catholic. Right? Absolutely. You know what I mean? And they're not all Presbyterian and they're not all whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, it's, it's, you just got to believe in something bigger than you can even grasp. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so let's talk about, um, you know, as I could go in so many different directions, but I think one of the things I really want to tackle with you, that I want to make sure we talk about is, you know, we just went through a pretty hard chapter in, in, in our country, in our world yeah. uh, with COVID and things that were being shut down. And, you know, as a leader, um, you know, you were forced um, to really, I mean, to shut your church down. You really, you were, you were forced to to lead through that, even though you didn't even know what the next day was going to bring. Yeah. You know, t- walk me through that um, on the on the side of uh, when you're running an, a large organization such as you run, mm-hmm. um, based deeply in faith, rooted in faith. How do you lead through that with so much uncertainty and also so much government provisions that you might be going? <sighs> I know this is not what God wants us to do, but I gotta have, I gotta, I gotta find some balance in that somehow. Like, talk to me through that. Yeah, no, that's a great question. I want to say thanks for asking that. Um, well, you know, is is a leader, is the pastor at the church? You're oh, you're not thinking about yourself. You're thinking about all the people that call Highland home, right? And so we were asked to stop meeting in the building. And so what does that do? Well, you know, so many churches around the country, um, you know, have this, and we're, we're grateful to be able to provide it, is, is we, we shifted everything online. And I think probably one of, the, one of the dominant questions that we received is like, hey, there's a difference between, between church and state. Like there was a group of people that mm-hmm. says, hey, you should not close down your doors mm-hmm. uh, because we're the church. There's a separation. Mm-hmm. Just keep it open. And I, and I get that. But for me, being a follower of Jesus, I always go back to, um, I always go back to what Jesus taught. And Jesus taught this. He said, um, hey, give to Caesar what is Caesar's mm-hmm. and give to God what is God's. And basically, he, if you li- follow his teachings, he says, you should yield to government as long as it's not going to compromise your faith. Mm-hmm. And nothing that we were asked to do compromised our faith. What we had to do is shift as an organization. And so how do you minister to a group of kids that are ages, you know, fifth grade and under? 
well, we have a team for that. And so our team went to work and they're like, all right, we're going to minister to families remotely. Mm-hmm. One of the things I did is, is I just increased um, my teaching, uh, teaching load. And throughout the week, I would jump online and interact with people. Our student ministry team jumped in. Uh, our missions team jumped in and figured out locally how can we do things. We have a recovery ministry that meets on Friday night, mm-hmm. and what they started doing is serving meals. So everybody basically said, okay, if these are the new parameters, the church doesn't end just because we're told we can't meet in the building on Sundays. Mm-hmm. We just got creative in how we could be the church, and, and that's what we try to do. But I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, the people are the church, right? Absolutely. You know, so it's you can't stop the people, right? And yeah. Exactly. The building is just a building. And mm-hmm. I love it because that's so, you know, I love your analogy in that because it always goes back to that. Um, so I got to ask just like, you know, as a, as a you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always typically through the week um, giving um, talks uh, to our agents and to our staff and to our leaders. And, you know, there was that, you know, I remember it was about, that was about two to three weeks where it was just like, this is different, right? You know, when you're, mm-hmm. when you're, when you're, um, you're talking to a, an empty cro- congregation, right. Or you're talking to the computer now and you so much, I don't, I'm sure with very much with you, like it is with me where you're reading people, right. You're, you're, you're connecting the, the, your eyes are connecting and you're seeing that passion in them. And that's giving you either more direction to go on there, or it gives you a little more energy to go in this direction. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you to make that adjustment? Because I, uh, I, first of all, I love the fact that you did so much online because then it gave me an opportunity to listen to you even more intently. Um, but what was that like to do that with nobody in the congregation and still try to bring that level of passion and connection? Sure. So, uh, how I would answer that question is to say, if you're a leader listening into this, into this podcast and you find yourself fatigued, that is normal. If you're like, if you sit and beat yourself up, it has been exhausting trying to lead in this climate because mm-hmm. everything changes. And so you can, as a leader, what we want to do is we want to chart a course, but we're trying to walk through this no man's land where nobody knows what's going on and you twist and you turn and you land, only have to pick up and move again. And so all to say to your listeners, man, if you're exhausted today, you should be because this has been one of the most challenging times ever. Mm-hmm. However, it takes, again, because I'm a follower of Jesus, and Jesus loves God, and God loves all people, and Jesus is part of the triune God, it's not hard to get jacked up or passionate about that. It's just because of his love. And so when we had to step into a room, what I understood is I'm like, okay, people right now are in their living rooms, and they've got a cup of coffee, and they're watching church. This is what everybody's dream come true is. You get to stay home, (laughs) be part of the church, drink coffee, and you're in your pajamas. I was like, this is a home run. I said, this is an opportunity. Uh, Now, would I rather everybody be in the building? Absolutely, because there are some negative things where people can get accustomed to just become consumers. And that's the dangerous part of where we live, Josh, is as long as you're in your jammies... What are you? You're comfortable. Yeah. If you want to talk about a cancer mm-hmm. for effectiveness in whether it's business, whether it's kingdom building, comfort, mm-hmm. being comfortable. And right now, man, I think pastors, I think business leaders, I think business owners, one of the biggest hurdles that we have to face is to remind people, this is not a moment for us to get comfortable. Mm-hmm. This is a moment to embrace and figure out new method- methodologies 
to deliver the same goods. Yeah. I love it, buddy. And we're going to talk about this, this, uh, this season and being tired uh, because you're doing something that's pretty amazing. And I want to hit that. But what I want to ask really quick too, sure. as I was thinking about this is, um, <clears throat> you know, when I, when I, when I get done with a, a, a talk or a speech, um, man, I, I just, I, I, I feel so, I, I get this, this high, right? I just, I feel so empowered. I feel so great. I feel like I'm in my lane. I feel like, uh, you know, God was using me with purpose and, and, uh, and I, I can catch myself going at a boy. Like, good yeah. job. Way to go. Right. Yeah. And I heard Crushed John. It. Yeah. Right. And I heard yeah. John C. Maxwell talk about this where um, he really had to have that humility in his life where every time that he got off stage, he literally would just have a moment and just say, Thank you, God. Like, this was you. That was all you. That had nothing to do with me. You just used me. And I just want to thank you so much for the words that you used through me. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I, it was a, it was a reminder to me, like, yes, that's, that's the way to approach this as a pastor who's inspirational, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a man of God, do you struggle with that at all? Does it ever come to you where you're just like, yeah, I realize I have to do that and this is how I handle it. Like, what is that like for you? Sure. So full disclosure, I would start with John Maxwell and say, you know what, that guy, when he is done, he can say, boy." I mean, what yeah. God has placed inside him, dude can crush it. As far as Mike Fackler goes, you know, when you look at Highland, Highland Park Community Church, see a lot of people and you think, oh man, life's got to be great. Well, let me just let you pull the curtain back on my life. I have some, I have some deep insecurities. Uh, one of my insecurities, one of my things is I love people. Mm-hmm. The double, the double-edged sword on that for me, Josh, is that I can become a people pleaser, yeah. and that I, that I desire acceptance more than anything. And so I would tell you that there weren't just months. But there are years, I've been here eight years now, and I would tell you that for the first couple, if not three years, the conversations in my head were, I'm not good enough. Mm. And so if for your listeners today, what I would tell you is, you have, for me, I had to stop paying so much attention to me. Mm. And even though it was negative, it was a form of pride because I'm so focused on me. Like, how did... I do today. Yeah. And the conversations that I would walk away with is it's not about me. It's about helping people connect with the Father. It's about helping people embrace what God has called them to and somehow trying to facilitate that. And God was so patient with me. The church was so patient with me and just allowed me to learn and he allowed me to grow. And so these days when I walk off the platform, I, they're the voice. I just, I quiet all voices. And, and, and even it's so funny before I go up there. Uh, if you, if you guys are ever in Highland, the first thing I do, man, is I make, I do a fly check. I do not want to turn around and, <laughs> and have the fly down. That's first. And the second thing I do every weekend and nobody ever sees it is I pray this. I'm like, Holy spirit, let me walk in step with you. Guide my words in Jesus name. Amen. Yeah. And that time the lights come up and I just go for it, mm-hmm. and I just give it all to God, and it's not about me, and so I can walk away, and I'm like, hey, I think today added value to somebody's life, and I believe the Holy Spirit's going to use it. So that's those are the conversations that I have uh, these days. That's awesome, buddy. Do you have... Um, I just love... I'm just kind of going to marinate on that for a little bit, buddy. Uh, 
you know, like uh, I know that we listen to a lot of the same people, Andy Stanley, and I know you're friends with his son. I think that's just awesome. Uh, Greg Craig Rochelle uh, is uh, just an awesome pastor that I know that you you're very much following as well too. You know, one of the podcasts that he did was and how he prepares for that week's sermon. And I'm just curious, um, you know, do you, do you go into that much detail and do you have people that help and mold and, and help you create that content as you get closer? Or is it literally just, nope, it's between me and God and it's whatever God has really put on my heart. And, and then I just go and just like you said, you just feel like it's the Holy Spirit that's using those words through you and you just know you're at a great place in your life and God's using you to how he needs to use you or or, or is it, not, or is it more kind of like a what, what Craig does? Like, what is that process to you? For sure, you? sure. Okay, so if I can just apply it to everybody, like if you're a business owner, if you have to give reports, if you have to uh, give a presentation, if you have to give a report, if you need to march a company down the field and you're going to be talking in front of people, chances are what you do is is there some core things that you want to talk about? The issues that I talk about uh, are obviously biblically based, they're mm-hmm. family based, they're faith based. And a lot of like the conversations that we have come out of time, whether it's it's reading the Bible, that's where it starts, or or like this weekend I'm talking about adoption. Mm-hmm. The craziest thing happened. Um I had somebody call me up and they said, Mike, do you know anybody looking to adopt a newborn baby boy? And I was like, no. But I said Give me give me 24 hours and I'll call you back. So we went and prayed, talked to some people. God lined that up. And as God was lining up this adoption, and oh, by the way, there's a young man from that phone call who's going to be adopted in the in the not-too-distant future. Wow. But it's moments like that. So this weekend, I'm going to talk about adoption. So when life happens, God uses it on the canvas of life to just say, I want you to talk about this issue. Yeah. And so we'll tee that up. I try to work three to four weeks out. The week that I'm going to give that specific message, I will go with a group of people from our team that I trust. We'll go into a room. I'll actually do a run-through with them. Mm-hmm. And then what they'll do is they'll say, this worked, this didn't work. Hey, love this. We might need to tweak that. And I think I think if, you know, as leaders, what we think is it all rises and falls on us. My shoulders aren't strong enough or big enough. Mm-hmm. And God has placed people in our lives with very unique set of gifts that as leaders, we should leverage. And so for anybody who has to give a presentation out there, rather than getting in there and just saying, I'm going for it, we ought to utilize the people that are around us as a sounding board. Because at the end of the day, they want the same thing that you want. They want to be successful. Yeah. My team, they want Highland Park Community Church to be as influential, as kingdom-minded as possible. So I pull all of them into that on a weekly basis. And so what I would say is the people sitting around your, your board table, the people sitting around your business table, the people working in your office, they want to be successful. But in order for them to be successful, at some degree, they understand the business has to be successful. So if you can find those type of team players on your team, leverage their gifts to help you get better. Because when you get better, the organization gets better, and then they become more successful as well. Yeah, I, you know that is so important. I think the one thing that uh, I just want to continue to add to that is that you have to be just you as a leader. You have to have that servant's heart and be able to be prepared 
for that constructive criticism and yeah. understand like it's they're they're coming from um, a, a heart that wants you to get better and the organization to get better. And I've, I've found that there's a lot of leaders that don't want to be uh, critiqued. Right. Yeah. They they just want the, the they want the pat on the back. Yep. They want to know that they're doing great, but they really don't want to know that they're not doing the, the probably as good as they probably are. Right. They're just so afraid of that, yeah. and they just don't have that humility in their life. So I completely applaud you for that, brother. That is that's awesome. That's great leadership. It's servant leadership, as we've talked about, and it's uh, really it's it's chasing after the heart of God at the at the end of the day, man. So yeah, and I would just and I would I would springboard off of that, Josh, and just say. It, it does require a lot of humility, and, and I'm not saying I'm a humble person. I'm saying I'm a work in progress. But again, I want to—I I, only—I only, I don't know how many years I have. Yeah. I want to make sure that I use every day to its fullest potential. And in order for that to happen, I can't get comfortable. I can't remain comfortable. I have to keep stepping into what God puts in front of me. And in order to do that, I need people around me who are gonna who are gonna push me, who are gonna help me get better. And I'm grateful for our team over there who does and the God who put them in my life. Yeah, that is awesome, brother. Well, on the back of the shirt is it's empty the tank every day in every way, and that's exactly what you're saying there, brother. So, dude, you I love should it, sell man. that shirt because I'd buy it. Yeah, well, I got one for you. I'll get you one. Um, I will. I got one back in here. Thank I got you. A box for. I'll get you one. Um, all right. So let's talk about this. Uh, yeah. I know it's kind of getting towards the end of this uh, this podcast, but I really want to hit this because I think it's pretty amazing. I and I just you and I haven't had a chance to have coffee and, and talk about um, this sabbatical that you're going to venture into here yeah. shortly. Um, I, first of all, I just uh, I applaud you for it. Um, I'd like to know more about it, um, and I'd love to just kind of open up that box so, and to find out, you know, what. Why did you see that this was important? And a lot of pastors do this. I, mm-hmm. I, I do. I know that for a fact. I know a lot. A lot of pastors do this um, because of things that are going on in their life, and they feel like this is an opportunity for more growth and another chapter. And God's yeah. really wanting them to just stop and slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to an awesome podcast. In fact, I will share that with you. And it was literally talking about just taking that pause to really see what God wants to uh, to reveal to you. And so. So talk us through this. Like, how did it come up? How did you see that this was something that was even possible that you needed? And and are you excited? Are you nervous? Like, give me the emotions. Sure, sure. Um, so about a year ago, uh, the way that the rhythms at Highland Park Community Church is is if you're on staff for seven years, uh, you are um, given the opportunity to receive a sabbatical. And so about a year ago. I knew that was coming up, and our business our business manager came to us, and she said, "Mike, I just want you. I just want to remind you, coming up, you're eligible for this." And uh, she's like, "Whatever you decide is great." But what I decided is, I decided to receive that sabbatical this year, and here's why. Not in all cases, but in many cases, uh, ministers will receive a sabbatical when they're burnt out. Mm-hmm. Their families are in shambles. Mm-hmm. They're barely holding it together. What people see on Sunday is a complete facade. I, by God's grace, I feel like I'm in a very emotionally healthy place. I feel like I'm in a spiritually healthy place. I feel like family's in a healthy place, and I want to stay there. Yeah. As in all things, but especially ministry. Ministry is so intense on a spiritual level. It's a spirit. It's it's intense on a relational level, and it's just you're constantly giving, which is fine. Okay, right, I, right. I think 
you could say that about many, many organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I always tell people that ministry is, um, it, it's this lifestyle, man. I mean, I don't shut it off at five o'clock. It's just always going, the phone can ring. And, yeah. you know, to get called out in the middle of the night, and thank God I don't have to do it by myself. I feel like for the local pastor here in town, these are even more crucial than they are for Mike Fackler because this person, this man, this woman, who's a who's a sole pastor at one of these churches has to carry a burden that I don't I don't particularly have to carry. They have to do everything. Right. Yeah. You know, they get called out for a suicide. They get called out for a hospital visit. Uh, it all kinds. Of, they have to meet people in tragedies, and and I have a piece of that, but I have other people to help me carry that load. But I wanted to receive this sabbatical when I could be healthy. Mm-hmm. And so this is a healthy move for the board, for the church, and how I'm going to use the time is I'm going to, and my family, ministry is not just for the pastor. Like, my kids have paid a price. My wife has paid a price. And they're super gracious, and they're super good. But for the next two months, my life is going to be about resting with them mm-hmm. And then the backside of that in that whole process is, is again, I, I'd mentioned um, just I have insecurities in my life, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to invite God to speak to me mm-hmm. about those. Because on your wall right here as we look, it says, do not be afraid. It's written in the Bible 365 times. That's a daily reminder to live every day fearlessly. Uh-huh. That's, that is awesome. That is something that I really have to work, work at that people would think, no, you, you seem like really confident. If there's anything good in me, it's Jesus, and I just want him to be able to have those insecurities in my life and yeah. shape them and for me to trust in him. So that's how I'm going to use my sabbatical. That's awesome, buddy. Yeah. Are you going to, are you staying here? Like, is it, mm. do you have to leave? Like, what is that? Uh, I mean, do you have this mapped out yet or is it just kind of like, absolutely. Thanks, but um, I'm gone. Absolutely. So I'm completely unplugging. I okay. went and got a brand new phone. Okay. So all my, if, if you go to Highland and you listen to this, I'm so glad that you do. If you try to call me, you're not going to get a hold of me. Yeah. I have this, this other number that only a handful of people have. Yeah. So I'm going to completely disconnect. I did have some uh, trips uh, that were going to be overseas to just go and learn more about the Bible and the events that happened there. They've been canceled because of the whole COVID thing. So mm-hmm. our time will be with family. And uh, in September, our time will be on a mountain chasing screaming bull elk. Yeah, that's so, awesome, buddy. Yeah. So what do you? What is the one? Th- I mean, anytime that you get into that next chapter of your life, um, you know, you 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 hopefully, and, and I'm sure, just as a as a leader, as a vision caster, and uh, always, uh, you know, talking to God and listening to God, and where you feel like God is calling you. Mm-hmm. Do you have an idea of this man? Do you have like like can you can you see? this man that you want to become after this or what you like this vision of this guy. Like when I return, I really feel like God's calling me like, this is the areas that I need to grow in. And he's like, this is, this is the guy, this is what I want to experience. I need to experience so that I can be this guy. Do you have any, like, do, you don't have to say who he is or what the, what that is, but I mean, do you have that vision yet? Or are you just going in and going, God, you just unveil what you need to unveil and you fix what you need to fix and you grow what you need to grow. Yeah, absolutely. No, there are some very targeted areas that I want the Holy Spirit to to whisper into, and so yeah. I, I would I would I would feel comfortable saying this: every scripture reference in the Bible that references fear and anxiety, I'm going to plow through that and okay. allow the Holy Spirit to minister my minister to my life. 
here's what I want to happen in my life. Here's what I want to happen in the next season. I define success this way, just doing what God puts in front of you. That's what success looks like to me. Whatever God brings your way, however he has gifted you, it is maximizing that gift, and it is stepping into those opportunities. And when my life on this side of eternity is over, I don't want to have, I want to have taken advantage of more opportunities Mm -hmm. than those that I've missed. And I think for Highland, one of those opportunities that God's presented us with is an opportunity to write a new story up in Cody, Wyoming, where there's a church that's on the end of its life cycle that Highland's going to get to play a small part of and start a new life cycle up there. And where I go with that is this, is when we started this podcast, you said, hey, you're from Oklahoma, and and you've made Wyoming home. That's a really true statement. I'm not just saying this. I love Wyoming. I love the people of Wyoming, and I'm not just talking about um, the people who attend my church. Mm -hmm. Like, I love getting to hang out with you. I love getting to meet new people. I love the business owners in our city. And if there is any way that I can connect them with Jesus so that they would know how much God loves them, I believe that that life is so transformative and that love is so transformative and not found in any other place than the name of Jesus. I will give my life to that. Mm. And I think if Highland could have a story that doesn't just influence Casper, but influences our whole state and parts of the world, dude, I'll give my life to that. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what I see kind of on, on the horizon, on the backside. I don't know what story God's going to write. I would just go back to what does success look like? God, what are you calling me to? Mm-hmm. Help me be obedient, courageous, and uh, to step into that. So now. Yeah. All right, buddy. Now we we went a little bit over uh, typical, but I knew we would. And uh, that's because talking with you is so much fun, oh, Josh. Man. And we didn't even cover. I, love it. I, I we didn't even cover these questions that I had, and the ones that were coming up that I really wanted to dive into more because there were so many bullet points that I really needed to cover. That because I know that the people, uh, I, I just know that the, the, those that are listening to this have got just they got inspired and they're going to want more. So we're going to have to do this again. Let's do man. it again. Um, we we need to do this when you're done with your sabbatical. Yep. And you've had time to. Uh, um, decompress from all that, and you've, you know, had some opportunities to really feel like you see the areas that you've grown and how you're going to move into this next chapter. Let's let's get you back into here because I, I am so excited for you to be on to go on this journey. Um, I think it's so important, man. I mean, you and I have had enough conversations. I've shared my journey of some self-discovery going into my pit, trying to find my passion, trying to find what God is calling me to do in my life and and uh, and, and find that peace, right? Yeah. And you've got that peace. And that peace that you just keep talking about, I think, is just so powerful. And we want everybody to have that peace in Absolutely. their life, you know? Because that's when you know that you become your best self mm-hmm. when you have more of him in you, right? Yeah. And uh, I just love it, brother. And I, I know that people are—I know that they're just getting inspired by this. So, thank you, man. I know you—I uh, know you got your plate full, and you've got so many people that you're serving. Uh, but you took time out of your busy day to come here and and uh, pour into me, pour into all those that are listening. And uh, I just uh, love you, and I appreciate you, and thanks for being in my life. Well, I'm grateful for you. I love you, man. And I want to say thank you for the friendship. Thanks for yeah. thanks for making that phone call 
years ago because that's made a difference in my life. And I want to say thank you because God's used you in my life. And just one of the really tangible ways I would say that, Josh, and to your listeners is, is I ask you every time and you ask me, I'm like, what book are you reading? Yeah. And you told me, hey, Mike, you need to read the Daniel Code. Oh. That book was amazing. Everybody should read that. Josh, that book was so good. I gave it to my entire church, and I was like, you have to read this book. So for your listeners, Amazon, or go down to the local bookstore and ask them to order you the Daniel Code. You'll be glad you did. The Daniel Code, man. It is awesome. Well, I appreciate it, brother. And for all of those that uh, are listening to this, you got to share it. I know I keep saying this, but every opportunity that you have that you know this could be impactful, don't wait. Share this with somebody that you know will be important to you. Wait, before you go, we want you to know how thankful we are for you listening to the JK Experience. You're the reason we keep sharing valuable content every week. If you found any value in this podcast, please subscribe to our channel and write us an honest review. We want to know what you think so that we can grow with you. We'll catch you.